happening, y'all? This is episode 119 of the Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow podcast. And uh, that was a terrible impersonation of your normal host, Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer. He's not going to be here for a while, but you guys have me, the Warden Matt Ritter, and I couldn't have done this alone. So, of course, we have Miss Super Flashy herself, Mara the Shark Watkins. Hello. How's it going, Mara? The inmates. The inmates are running the prison now. <laughs> That's actually how that whole thing started was uh, when I went on my honeymoon, Travis and our old co-host Eric ran the podcast without me, and they referred to themselves as the inmates because I wasn't there to keep them in line. So, The warden. <laughs> yeah. So what's up? How's it going? Uh, you know, it's been pretty good. I mean, we're, we're, we're down everything. <laughs> yeah. All we have is Stargirl. That is true. Um, I'm going to let you guys know. I'm not going to say that Mara and I don't get along, but Mara and I really enjoy giving each other a hard time. And this is the first time Mara and I have ever done a podcast together. So this may be going on for a couple weeks while Travis gets his shit straightened out. So give us some time to find our chemistry. We'll get there. We'll have a good time. We promise to make it entertaining for you guys. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Mara, but over on the Smackin' It Raw podcast, where I normally am, uh, I have been taking the time to address what's been going on in the world as far as Black Lives Matter go and use our platform over there to just kind of create a conversation and be an ally and kind of support the movement, ask people to go uh, protest or sign petitions or support, donate in any way, shape, or form. And I have been trying my best as a white person who grew up in a uh, diverse area to explain to other white people who have not uh, why they're wrong, um, essentially misconceptions and shit like that and kind of straighten them out. But I think it's important here with you, a woman of color who lives in New York, that if you want to use this time to talk about anything, get anything off your chest, off your mind, hell, if you got questions for white people, I'll do my best to answer them. Um, but just kind of talk about what's going on, your thoughts, all that. I mean, I, I don't thank you, Matt. I, I feel like we've gone through a long week of trying to figure out those things. Like, what do we want? What do we want? Like, how do we want it? Like, how do I feel and all that stuff? It's, it's hard. And yeah, it's like, it's hard because I'm a woman of color. I'm a, I'm a lighter skinned woman of color, which means like, you know, there's, there's different kinds of pressures there too you know i'm raising a child who has you know who's also of color but also of like the two like you know it's a whole it's been a whole bunch of stuff i've been dealing with all week and trying to address these things <laughs> right no and um, i i do think that it's really cool that we have made some progress there are you know laws being introduced and there are cops who are being charged and charges being raised to where they should be or almost to where they should be um, as opposed to the manslaughter charge that was originally given. So things are being done, but it's not time to take our foot off the gas pedal and cruise just because stuff started getting done. Like this is the time to hammer down, which is why I'm going to keep, like I said, every week on the Smack and Raw podcast, we're going to keep doing this at the beginning of the show. If I think of something I want to, you know, if I see something on the internet where I see white people saying dumb shit, I'm going to go on there and try and straighten them out and tell them, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, we talked about, I mean, I went out last week and I explained to them, you know, the difference between 
black lives matter and all lives matter and how they must not be getting it and what's going on. And I also explained that white privilege is a real thing. And when someone says you have white privilege, you really don't need to get upset about it or feel attacked or hurt or anything like that because you didn't ask for it, but you do have it and it exists and you need to recognize that you have it so you can see why we aren't equal, what you have that other people don't so we can help them be equal and get to where we're at. So, yeah, you pretty much got it. <laughs> well, I, uh, I um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was say, I've been fortunate enough to not really have to deal with a lot of ignorant rhetoric. Um, I see it, but like not in a place or a setting where I have to step in yeah. or say something. Cause it'll be like, it's a place where I may not even know the person who posted it. And it's like, I'm really not going to jump in a train of angry comments at a person who's probably not going to see my response. Right. Um, because I think like there's a difference between trying to have a flow of conversation as opposed to a debate. And, you know, there's going to be some people who are going to have those conversations because they want to understand and then there's just people who just want to get a rise. Yep. And I think I see a lot more people trying to get a rise. So I was just like, I'm going to stay over here. <laughs> and pretty much I've been, anyone comes to me, because that's why when you say we can't take our foot off the gas pedal. Yeah, that's why still why my story is still a bunch of just stuff for what's going on. Get the occasional Luna video in there, but you know, yep. it's all that. And it's just like anyone who's in my inbox talking about, well, that that sounds done. It's like, well, there's the block button and you can see yourself off that way. There, There's a lot of ignorance out there. And another reason why we got to talk about this is because there's a big-ish piece of news uh, as far as Arrow or uh, Flash goes with Ralph losing his job because he made some mm. stupid, misogynistic, racist comments in his past. And... By no means am I excusing what he said. The man came out and said, you know, he did it. He did it for attention. It was wrong and it was stupid. And he absolutely deserved to be fired for it. But I will say in reading that, it really made me think like, what have I put out on the internet in the past that, you know, if this podcast blows up, can they go and grab something I've said or posted or just joked about? And, you know, will that come back to bite me in the ass? And how I really need to think of when I put stuff out on the internet out of context, out of not knowing me, how it's going to be taken. Uh, for example, story time. Uh, last year, actually probably right around this time, Michael Vick was getting uh, was in talks with the NFL about coming back and doing some stuff, and there was a post. I remember that. There was a post on Facebook. Uh, I slid into the comments. I made my opinion known that I didn't think Michael Vick should be let back in the NFL because of what he did to dogs. And there was a lot of, well, he served his time, which – I, I agree with him. I'm not saying the man needs to go back to jail, but I just didn't think he needed to be on a national platform. The problem was none of the people in that group knew me. So because I'm a white guy saying that a black man shouldn't have a job, I got labeled as racist. Now, this is where it gets interesting is Travis actually taught me something here because I was mad and I said all the dumb shit you tell white people not to say. I was like, well, I have black friends and I dated black girls and all the shit that you hear white people say. It's like, don't say that dumb shit. But you're in defense mode, and you know that you're not that, so it's just the first thing that comes to your mind. And 
it wasn't just that. Like a lot of shit I said, I just dug myself a deeper hole. But the point was when I, when I talked to Travis and I told him he's like, well, first off, you know you're not. So what does it matter? And second off, so. And Travis has this weird way of saying very little, but also saying a lot and teaching you a lesson, whether he intends to or not. I really sat on that after being pissed off and everything for a couple of days and realized I was, I was mad for a couple of days. I, I felt uncomfortable because I was accused of being something I wasn't. I was looked at and treated a certain way because of the way I looked when no one really knew me. But the people that like, that's the story of people of color their entire lives. It's not just a couple of days in one conversation. It's all the fucking time. So the fact that I had to spend two days bothered compared to an entire lifetime is really fucking petty on my part. And again, I should be listening to them and why they disagreed with me instead of arguing with them and trying to make my point because I thought I had the right to, and I was in the right. So a little story for me, something I learned within the last year. Thanks to Travis. So that's good. Ralph said some dumb shit though. And Ralph is fired. Yeah, that's it. Which is interesting because of how his story ended in the end of the season. Yeah. All right. What is the name of Stargirl's episode, Mara? Wildcat. Yes, it is. And uh, so we go back in time a few months. We see Yolanda running around. She's campaigning. Looks like to be class president uh, along with Cindy, who, by the way, looks like she's fucking 30. Like... I'm trying to put my finger on who she looks like to me. There, I can't tell if she looks like a couple of celebrities put together or if there's just someone in particular. It's just something about her face, and I can't put my finger on it, and it's really fucking driving me crazy. Yeah, I can see that. I've just been more so bothered by the fact that she definitely does not look like a high schooler. Like, Oh, yeah, no, no, no. At no. all. Um, I'm almost kind of scared that they're trying this hard because <laughs> I had a theory because I was like hmm, what if she's one of the villain's daughters but I didn't think about how old she looked Yeah, and I was like oh, what if she's a villain posing as a high school student that's good too uh, I, I didn't think about it but they do have that big painting on the wall of all the villains and I was looking hard at it and one of the villains that we find out about was actually in that painting, and I saw them. We'll get to that later, though. Uh, basically, this is Yolanda's story of why she has been labeled a slut from episode one. She was dating a guy. She thought he was nice. Henry. Henry's a douchebag who convinced her to send nudes and then let someone get in his phone. I'm just trying to figure out how, for the two seconds that Cindy grabbed his phone, she was able to send those pictures to herself because she didn't have it very long. I can't text, I can't even type up my phone number or my name that fast without making an error. But, uh, yeah, so she gets the pictures, and then as Yolanda is giving her class speech, uh, Cindy sends the pictures out to everyone in the school. So now everyone has seen Yolanda's titties. All of them. Every single one. Yep. Every single inch of titty. Every inch. Uh... And this is, I mean, this is a story that happens to girls all the time who make the mistake of sending nude pictures to boys. Um, do not do that. 
do not put your nudes out on the internet. I was going to say, just don't put your face in them. No, or don't put your face in them. There's that option too, you know. Um, That's literally something I've always thought about. I was like, don't send a nude with your photo, with your face in it because. You can always deny it later and be like, oh, that wasn't me. Unless it's like a really damning birthmark or tattoo or piercing. Yeah. But I mean, whichever. So then we uh, we cut to Courtney. She's checking out all the shit she stole. Uh, she's got a lantern. Yeah, you know, she went and robbed the JSA. Like, no bullshit. Just ganked all that shit. Um, yeah, you know, she's got a lantern and an hourglass and a little pink pen and apparently an entire cat suit. I thought she just took the mask, but apparently there's a whole suit with it. And she's going over it, and she's not impressed by the pen. I don't know if she doesn't hear the pen laughing like we do. I'm curious about because the pen keeps laughing. Like I hear it. <laughs> it is an audible laugh. It's just like you, you think that that this is going to end well by putting me in this pencil cup, but it won't. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm curious as if the lantern is the Green Lantern. If we're going to get a Green Lantern how they tie her into the rest of the series well isn't diggle technically the green lantern now yeah it'll somehow like summon him to them and then he'll introduce them to barry and then that's how that will go Hmm. that'll be really interesting um so uh, did you notice what's uh what's what's her little brother her stepbrother's name I think it's Mike. Okay, why does Mike sound like he's from New York, but nobody else in the family does? Because that's Pat's biological son, right? But he's got a clear New York accent, and as he's asking for Pop-Tarts and doing his stupid shit, it was bugging the piss out of me. I'm like, you sound nothing like your father. I I can't get... Maybe his mother is a deep-in-Brooklyn person, or was. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm just making shit up. Uh... I couldn't get past the the weird fixation on his junk food. Yeah. I feel like every week he has a new fixation. He does. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with him. Um, I pray to God they don't make him a superhero because that's going to be my least favorite of the whole show is if they give him superpowers. And I have a f- I feel, yeah, I feel like he's just there for like comedic relief. He's gonna get that fucking pink pen too. Like, mark my words. Like, if he does, he's getting. That's the pen. what I said. I was. He's gonna be the one who's gonna open the pen, and it's gonna be like, this is what you thought was gonna be a good idea, and it's not because you have a younger brother who's nosy. Yep. Um, then we get to school because uh, Courtney is still pissed off that. Um, Pat yeah. is not taking finding more people seriously. Yeah, like Pat told her no, I'll let you know when, and she still went and robbed the JSA, and she's still like, hey, no, we should be doing this. I know you told me no yesterday, but, like, this is something that needs to be done. Today's a new day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking teenagers. Um, So Cindy is giving Yolanda shit because she accidentally bumped into Henry, and she wanted to know what she said to Henry and said, you know, just doing the mean girl, you're a slut, people have seen enough of you. Like and it's all your fault. Like you did that, Cindy. You Right, like you did this. You did this to her, and now you're being an even shittier person. 
Uh, but Courtney stands up to her, and Yolanda's like, stop it, don't do it. And we find out the reason for that is because Yolanda's parents are fucking dicks. Like, awful people. Um, now, I, won't, I won't go as far as say they're awful people, but I, I've, seen, I've seen parents like this before. And it's it's really it's not like a thing of being like yeah it's a dick like the way they treat her is very is very horrible. Yeah. Um. I I, I see where it comes from though in a deep rooted cultural standpoint. Okay. Even when she said like they don't even take me to church, and I was just like that like once that photo went out because like that town is so small because I've lived in a small town where like everyone has gone to the same school from like kindergarten through 12. So like if something happens, everybody knows it. So like I'm seeing it as, you know, everyone in the school got it, which means parents found out about it. People in the community found it. And I was like, I I, I see their frustration. They're being drastic. Well, see, I see the frustration. <laughs> I do too, to an extent, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. I, if, yeah. if that were to ever happen to my future daughter, uh, I would not be happy about it. But at the same time, I don't think I'd not let my daughter be in the living room with us and tell her she has to go to her room yeah. and not be in my sight. Like, they took it a little too far, in my opinion. Um, yeah. We also see Denise, who is uh, the magi- the wizard. The wizard? Yeah, I think. The magician. Magician, the wizard. Uh, that was his wife. She's fucking out of it. Her car broke down. Pat's like, hey, what's going on? She's like, oh, well, I was just driving and my car died. And he offers. Because your car is like 50 years old. Yeah, no shit. Uh, he offers to <laughs> fix it. Um, and then she's like, hey, by the way, don't trust this place. Don't trust this town. Something's not right here. Uh, she's taken off. You know, she's pretty sure her husband didn't have a heart attack. She's got all her son's shit in the passenger seat. All the magician shit in the passenger seat. Um, Even the cat. And the cat. Uh, Then uh, we meet Dr. Ego. And this is the most interesting villain I've seen so far. Because he's got some shit going on under that mask. Like, he's got the mask. The town that dreaded sundown mask with the fucking dragon on it. But clearly, you can see there's something going on with his eyes underneath it. Like He's reptilian. Yeah, he's a dragon person. And if that's true... Travis has got a giant boner right now because if there is a dragon villain in this show, this will be Travis's new favorite show. Like, well, now we'll finally belong on Pornhub, I guess. <laughs> oh, I do my best every week to make sure Smack and Raw earns that Pornhub rating. So, because um, I mean, like, we can't be disappointing people since people are commenting saying, "What in the non-porn shit is this?" Exactly. So I have made it a, an effort of mine to talk about sex as much as possible while I'm porn or while we're doing the podcast. So that way, at least they get something. Um. So yeah, Icicle meets Doctor Ego. Uh, I wrote this motherfucker's a dragon. Um. Apparently he's or a lizard. Yeah, or a lizard. Apparently he's building machine and Icicle's like, hey, you know, whatever you need to get this machine built, just let me know. I got this project going on. We'll get you this. He doesn't. I wish I had those kind of resources yeah. to just get shit done. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, you're building a machine? Just let me know. I'll, I'll get you whatever you need to build whatever you want. Like, really? Because I'm building really? a Lego city and I could use some shit. Anyway, 
Um, I'd be like, nigga, I'm buying a house if you want to just <laughs> help me buy the house. I need to build a machine in the house. Can you just buy the house? Um, yeah, if you buy the house, I got the machine down pat. This weird motherfucker wants the magician's body for some reason. He said the magician was kind of a dick to him. He's going to eat it. You think so? He's going to. You eat think it. he's going to eat that I, body? I, I'm pretty. I, I feel like the, the the reptilian part of his face and the fact that he asked, I was like, he's going to eat that shit. If he, he's going to desecrate his body. I was going to say, if he eats that dead body or he fucks that dead body, I need a scene with that happening. Either way. You cannot just right tell me here. it happened. I need it to be on there, Greg. Make that shit happen. Right? Especially because, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, but now that the wife's missing, like, there's no one to be like, oh my god, they ate my husband. Exactly. That's how you get rid of evidence, right? Like, I mean... The whole family's gone. You're a horror movie fan. You've seen Hannibal. What'd they do? They fed the dead bodies to the fucking pigs. Pigs will eat everything. So. Oh, god. Um... This is also where we see the picture that has all of the fucking people in it. And if you pay close attention, the principal of the high school is in the picture. She's got like a little fucking face paint or something on over her eye. But I saw her face and I even rewound it and I paused it. I'm like, oh shit, that's the principal. I didn't even peep that until later on in the episode when she pops up again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we got more of Courtney stalking you a lot. Like Courtney's a weird girl. Like she's stealing shit. She's stalking people. She doesn't take no for an answer. She's kind of troubled. Sounds like she could use a father figure. First off, let's talk about that. (laughs) Starman's not her father, right? Like there is no fucking way that Starman is her father. Like this chick is just delusional. I don't know. I don't know. Because I've been having this conversation so much that, like, I'm so annoyed by it. I just want to be in it at this point. (laughs) Kate and I are convinced there's no way Starman's her father. Like, A, that those pictures look nothing alike. B, like, I get it. Yeah, the staff chose you. But there's no saying, like, what the staff chose was DNA. Like, it's not your dad's DNA. I just think. I feel like that picture in the locket and the one that she found in the basement, they looked very clear. I was just like, whichever. But, I, but you know, Travis has also made a point of, like, there's no way that Starman could have possibly had a whole side life and Pat not know about it. I don't know. Pat's pretty fucking stupid. There is I that. mean, clearly Starman didn't there value Pat that. as much as Pat valued Starman. Because Starman made it clear, like, you're an idiot and you can't be a superhero. Like, that's, I was going to say, that typically is the, the sidekick hero role. Go find someone else. Well, uh, fuck. The first, Look how Rick and Morty are. Yeah, yeah. The first Robin became Nightwing. Like, he became a superhero. Like, it's possible. Shit happens. But clearly, Pat does not have the ability to be a superhero. So, obviously, Starman's not trusting him with everything. Um let alone a secret family. Who knows? Maybe Pat's got a big mouth. Maybe he's going around town telling everyone, oh, yeah, Starman's actually so-and-so, and he's got a wife and kids. I actually have a great theory. You remember the movie Crank? Yes. Okay, so you remember that With scene? Jason Statham, yeah, right? you remember that scene in Crank where Jason Statham's banging uh, that chick in front of the girl full of, or the uh, bus full of Japanese schoolgirls? You mean, you mean Courtney's mom? Yes, exactly. Courtney's dad is Jason Statham from Crank. And after that, she changed her name, moved away, had this baby, 
said that he left, but that is what's going on is her dad is Jason Statham from Crank, and she was conceived in front of a school bus full of uh, Japanese schoolgirls. That's my Oh, theory. my God. That is a crazy theory. That, that's the universe especially I want to live since, in. Especially since her dad left when she was, like, eight. <laughs> so, okay, and that's my other thing, is yeah. if her dad left when she was eight, she should know what the fuck her dad's face looked like. Like, you had eight years of looking at that man. To know what the fuck right, he looked like. Or how, like, however old she was when he left. Either way, you know what he looks like. Exactly. So if she doesn't know what he looks like, then there's no way she even knows that she met her dad. For all we know, the guy she met was mom's next boyfriend, who was a piece of shit that left. And the real dad is Jason Statham from fucking Crank. And that is the world I want to live in, because then Crank is now canon in the DC universe, and that would be awesome. Oh, <laughs> I will let you hold on to that. Uh, you, uh, principles in the picture, Courtney. Yeah, so Courtney's stalking Yolanda. Yolanda's boxing after school, and she's like, "Listen, I don't want to deal with your shit. I don't want to be your friend. Just leave me the fuck alone. That's all I want from people." And Courtney's like, "But I need you. I need you to be my friend because I got some shit to show you. Like, here, here's my number." And she goes, "I don't have a phone anymore." You know why I don't have a phone anymore? Because the last time I had a phone, I sent titty pics. So they took it away from me. Like, do you not understand what happened here? Courtney does do the nice thing and say, listen, it's not your fault that your tits... Which also isn't accurate. What do you mean? She had a phone the first episode. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Um, but Courtney's like, it's not your fault that your titties got spread all over the school. It's Henry's fault. He was a dick. Like... Yeah, you trusted the wrong person, but you didn't do it. He did it. So you shouldn't feel bad about yourself. And let me be your friend. So she can, she cons Yolanda into coming over. Um, oh, no, yeah, that's where we find out that Yolanda's grounded forever. Um, and I'm like, all this for some titties. Like, your parents are like that just for some titties. They really put some value on those chichis. Them titties are worth something there to be grounded forever. Yolanda finally opens up about everything to Courtney and Courtney shows her, her staff, which by the way, that is one bad motherfucking staff. Like it face fucked brainwave. That staff face fucked brainwave into a coma. That is one of the coolest superhero accessories I've ever seen. Um, yep. Yeah, she's telling her that my dad's Starman, which we all know isn't true, or at least I don't think it is. And then she's like, here, put on... We'll get, we'll, the season finale will be a Maury episode. We know oh, it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even want to wait that long. Like, just tell me next episode. Stop dragging this shit out. Um, She makes Yolanda try on the Wildcat suit, and she's like, it doesn't fit. It's all loose. And she goes, well, I can tailor it on. Here, put on this mask. Yolanda's like, all this shit smells like a gym bag. Like, this is awful. Why are you doing this to me? I thought we were going to be friends, and you're sticking me in stinky shit. And she... I'm mad she didn't even wash them before she put Yeah, them right? Like, her. if it smelled, why not go wash it first? Like, hold on. Let's get some soap and water. It's been sitting there for, like, 12 years. Exactly. And 12 years of some other dude's sweat just baking in that mask, that's got to be the worst. Sm I mean, I've been in a men's locker room. I played football. I know how bad that smells. I can't remember. Imagine 12 years of that smell just sitting there waiting. Ew. Yeah, you know, not pleasant. Um, 
she puts the shit on and when she puts the helmet on apparently the helmet is the magical aspect because all of a sudden her baggy clothes are extremely form-fitting and tight which she's a little self-conscious about at first but uh i feel bad for her she's like it's a little it's a little tight don't you think i was like girl just let it be I get it. Though. No, this is what your parents do to you. They, you know, uh, you got the whole school calling you a slut, and people are like you're very self conscious about what you're going to go out in. But hey, you got a mask on. No one knows it's you yet. Um, she's got some badass right. metal claws though. Like that was dope. Like I don't know shit about the JSA or Wildcat. Me neither. But I got so many Black Panther vibes in like that one scene when the claws came out. I was just like... Well, even the way the shit went through the suit. Like when he gets hit and it distributes the fucking energy. When he gets hit and goes through a suit, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what it looked like as she was moving around and the suit was kind of making her do all sorts of cool gymnastic shit. Like... I like that the clothes and the props are what give these people all these crazy abilities. I also like the fact that uh, Courtney had to Wikipedia what Wildman's powers were so she could teach Yolanda, or yeah, Wildcat's powers were, so that she could uh, teach her what she can and can't do. And then we... That was awesome. We get to the, you can jump off buildings. And I feel like this is going to come, this is going to be important later. Like, this is going to be Yolanda's arc is eventually she's going to learn that she can jump off buildings, but she almost jumps off a building possibly commit suicide because she's like fuck it i'm ready to let all this shit go i'm just gonna do it and then she's like yeah you know what now that i'm looking over here maybe i won't jump off the building the grass ain't so greener over there yeah but apparently she's agile like a cat she always lands on her feet she's got these metal claws that can cut through metal and they destroy the toaster and then we've got a deal with fucking him not being able to have his pop tarts because the toaster's destroyed oh my why is this kid eating so many Pop-Tarts? I don't know. I've had a pack of Pop-Tarts that last me forever because I can't eat them that much. Yeah. Too sweet. <sighs> I'm just saying something because I am a candy fiend. But, um... So... They see Henry um, drive by, and Courtney tells Yolanda, oh, yeah, by the way, Henry's dad is brainwave. He's evil. And Yolanda was just like, you know what? I'm actually not surprised by that. So that's my thing, is, like, Yolanda's real power is common sense, which nobody has in these shows at all, because, like, she hears Henry's father is brainwave, and she's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then... When we get to the hospital, um, they're going to go visit Brainwave, and they've got her, you know, climbing up fucking uh, walls and shit. And as they're talking about it, you know, Alana's the one that's like, well, if there are a bunch of superheroes and they're all, or supervillains and they're all friends, maybe they're visiting him at the hospital. Maybe we should go see who's come by to visit him, and then we can figure out who they are. And Courtney's like, damn, that's a good idea. Well, no shit, that's a good idea. So... Every team needs one. Yeah. So they go to the hospital. Brainwave's on the seventh floor. Uh, Apparently, Beth needs friends. Beth is visiting her mom at the hospital. She makes her dinner every night. And when her mom says, you need friends, she goes, but you and dad are my best friends. And she goes, no. 
no, you need real friends. Like, your age. Yes. Her parents are kind of shitty, too. I'm big on. Yeah, because it doesn't really feel like they've prepared her socially. Like, I feel like they were those parents. Because it seems like they do big up there things. Like, mom's a doctor, dad does something that requires him to travel. Yeah. And it's like, it feels like they had her set for like, you know, academics and and other extracurriculars. And I feel like when it comes to how to interact with kids your own age, they didn't push her to do that. Yeah, no. Then. And I feel like now it's starting to bite them in the mass. Yeah, and they're not very subtle about them not enjoying her calling them during lunch to talk to them yeah. or any of this shit coming to visit. Like there are some parents out there who would kill to have their child come visit them at work and bring them lunch just to spend time with them. And they're like, stop doing this. Get a fucking life. What is wrong with you? I think that's cool. I think it's just like, I think when they do it every night, I think that becomes, exact. it's like when I hear Luna call my name, like, the 30th time in a row it's just like to show me like a quick picture and it's like yes yes oh my god stop my wife does that to but, me so I'll, I'll call her in the room to show her something and she's like really really so but yeah so like I just think like she needs to be pushed out the nest yeah like shoved so Yolanda climbs up the building and into a window and almost gets caught, but she meets up with Courtney or she's talking to Courtney and Courtney almost kills a shit ton of people in the hospital on like her very second superhero adventure because she's going to kill the power of the hospital. And the, the staff is like, no. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And the staff's like, ah, and I'm trying to figure out like what kind of communication they have, because I see Courtney talk to the staff. And sometimes it seems like Courtney understands like what the staff's saying to her. But clearly in this case, the staff wasn't saying, don't kill the power, bitch. You're going to kill people. It was just point, like, so I don't know how that communication goes. Just through like a tantrum. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the staff understands her. And I feel like she understands the staff in a very limited way. Like, limited to maybe like yes or no questions or if I ask the right questions with an either or answer I think I think that's how she gets it because it's like watching her talk to the staff is like watching me try to talk to Luna (laughs) if you ask Travis I'll sit here and really try to reason with her and I'll be like you don't understand the thing I'm saying and I don't understand what she's saying it's like trying to talk to a toddler well, I'm guessing that's going to be her arc in this season is just learning how to interact with the staff better and all that shit. Just like Yolanda needs to get her confidence back. Yolanda needs to get her groove back. Um, so anyway, as Beth is trashing, or Beth's, or not Beth, I'm sorry, Courtney's stick is trashing the place. Uh, the nurse leaves and Yolanda's able to get all the information on the patients. She finds Brainwave's room, and Henry's in there, which we should have known because we saw him driving to the hospital. That's how we started this whole thing. And she's about to fucking kill Henry. Like, she's got... She's just like... 
I'm done being angry because I'm ready to take you out. Yeah, no, I was like, slit his throat. Do it now. But no, for whatever reason, Henry says, I miss you to his dad. And all of a sudden, she just stops her vengeful attack from behind on Henry. That that apparently was enough to make her rethink this whole revenge plot and killing him. And remember that Henry's not that bad. He's really a nice guy. No, this is also where we find out that Principal Bowen is apparently an evil violinist because she shows up in cahoots. Well, she's part of the ISA, IJSA, is it IJSA? I don't know what it is. I just know it's just injustice. So yeah, the injustice we'll just go with ISA. Because like I said, she was in the picture. So yeah, she shows up with this violin and she plays a song and then she stops and looks at Brainwave like expecting him to do something. Nothing happens. So I'm trying to figure out, like, is her evil superpower a violin? Is that how she does it? Through music? I don't know. And it's funny because at first I didn't, I was like, who is this woman? Why is she pay- Why is she just playing the violin? Why is she just leaving? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then as they're leaving, Courtney, who is new to being a superhero, has not learned to call Yolanda by her superhero name yet. She calls her Yolanda, and Beth overhears it. And now Beth knows that Yolanda is Wildcat. We're it's just kind of like one of those things of like, well, it's only a matter of time until eight more people find out. What is the deal with identity. Greg Berlanti just not allowing people to have secret identities? Like, he just hates the secret identity shit and shits all over it all the time. Like, I don't understand. Nobody? I'm trying to think, if, I'm trying to think, is anyone on any of the shows have a real secret identity? Fucking, even though she doesn't exist anymore, everyone knows who Batwoman is, basically. Like, everyone on the show knows that Kay Kane is Batwoman. Oliver Queen has revealed himself to everyone. Anytime... Fucking several times. Barry doesn't know what to do. He's just like, I'm Barry Allen. Everything's going to be okay. Look, it's just normal Barry Allen. I'm the Flash. And if I'm a good guy, then you can be a good guy too. Like, it's the weirdest thing to me that he just disregards the whole idea of secret identities for everyone. Jefferson. Black Lightning. They're the only ones. Everyone who knows their identities is technically dead, except for Wayne Brady. Okay, and well, and the family, yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, everyone within their family. Well. But the, and then Grace is in a coma. Okay. Gamby's part of their family. Everyone else is dead. Did uh did they kill uh, little Bone Thugs? Odell, I, I think so. No, he's in jail. Okay. No, not Odell. Dude with the long hair. Travis calls little bone thugs. Oh. Uh, the guy that thought he was going to get... Uh... No, but he's like another power... Like, he's another person with the... Ability. Ability, but... Well, but everyone knows about... Like, other people know about him. Yeah. But I feel like... Outside of them, no one else knows. Yeah, no... I'm with you on that. He just, he does not like secret identities. Um, 
Yolanda then tells Courtney that she's not ready to be Wildcat because she's got to be comfortable with who she is first and she needs to be Yolanda before she can be Wildcat. So she goes home and she's like, listen, I know I fucked up and it was months ago, but you know, I, I want to get my life back. I want to, I want to rebuild my life. I want to be the old Yolanda and I need you guys to support me. And then there's a moment of silence and then they're just like, go to your room. Like, terrible like the only person that's got her back is her brother grandma didn't say shit mom and dad are dick bags like just i was so fed up too he was just like y'all just gonna keep doing this i'm just gonna keep treating my sister like this like yeah she fucked up but over some city exactly i don't think i'd ever be you know i can't attest to it now because she's four (laughs) and you know, social media would probably be very different by that time. I just, I don't think I could, I don't think I could be like that angry at her. Especially because in a way she's a victim. Right. Because to me, it's just kind of like, I've been there. I Well, not like in that same situation. Like I've been in that situation where, you know, you send someone something that you trust them with and you hope it doesn't go out. So it's like, I get being that position. It's like, I can't get mad at her for trusting someone. Right. Just teach her that she trusted the wrong person and to learn from this situation. And apparently don't put your face in those titty pics next time. Right. I feel like if I can, if I can at least dissuade her from doing it, just like, you know, it's not the right thing to do because these things can happen. Yeah. But I don't think I would shame her for it. Well, that's good. Uh, you're going to be a good... Well, you are a good mom. I can't say you're going to be. I, I'm used to saying you're going to be because my baby's coming. But clearly, you've been one for four years, and you're doing a good job, Mara. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Uh, this is where we find out that Courtney just doesn't know how to take no for an answer because she showed up with the fucking suit anyway after Yolanda said, I can't do it. And a cute little note that says... I can't do this alone. And then she drew a star and a little kitty face. Um, I would have been, I would have been felt so much better if she was just like, when you're ready. Yeah, exactly. Not like that would have felt better than just kind of like, I need you to come back. <laughs> I know you've been gone for 10 minutes, but I, I just, I can't do this by myself. Please come back. Like, um, and then we cut to Pat. Pat is at a junkyard. He's looking for, um, some belt thing yeah so for a tracker it's like the the tracks that you see on like a tank is what he's looking for uh for the tractor mm-hmm. that he's building and the guy is kind of giving him shit about you know what are you building the snap blah, blah blah and tells him where to go look and this is where we find denise's car basically smashed up windows busted out destroyed pat sees the cat first so the cat's there and then he goes and checks on the car and he sees the magician hat in there. And Pat realizes that somebody did not let Denise get out of town. They murdered her and tried to hide the evidence. There's some shit going Denise on. Is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If not dead. Especially because she was right. Especially after she went on that whole like, don't trust this town. Yeah. <laughs> this town has secrets. Because when she was like, when she started like kind of mumbling or jump rambling about like her son Joey and stuff like that and she was like he just wanted to be just like his dad and he was like but his dad was a councilman 
Right? 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 Uh, it was like, no, Joey wanted to be a magician. Yeah. And again, Pat's not smart enough to put these things together when he fought these fucking people and should know plenty about them. Pat's the worst sidekick ever. He wasn't really a sidekick. He was an Uber driver. That's what Pat was. Pat was like an Uber driver on retainer. That's all he was. Oh, man. I was like, your whole team is dead and you're the only one alive. Yeah. How? All right, Mara. So I think this is about the time that you uh, you guys do the who's winning and who's losing this week. Uh, well, definitely who's losing is Denise. <laughs> no shit. Denise and her cat, because her cat's now ownerless. Who's winning? Um, I guess the doctor. What's his name, Doctor? Ego. Ego. I don't know, because he's a mystery, so... He's on the scene. He got that dead body he wanted. He's got unlimited resources to build a machine. He's going to eat that dead body. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'll give it to Dr. Ego. Um, He's probably got, like, a big, crazy lizard tongue, and he's just probably just going to, like, do, like, a weird lizard thing and lick it all up, and then he's going to just devour it whole. (laughs) I uh I was gonna go with Yolanda because despite the fact that her parents fucking suck, she has a friend now and a superhero suit, and she's kind of got her confidence in herself back. Um, she's she's broken out of the the funk that she was in because of the way everyone was treating her, and she's ready to get back out there. But uh, she's not gonna I'll get to eat it. She's not gonna get to eat somebody whole that they she didn't like. So I might have to go with you on Doctor Ego. There is that. Like, sex is great and all, but have you ever had your enemy be eaten alive by a lizard person? (laughs) So how are you feeling, Stargirl, so far? It's a slow burn, but I realize we're only four episodes in. Yeah. It's just kind of just like, I don't know. Because even like, I had this conversation with Travis about the second half of Flash. I thought the second half of that season dragged for a very long time just to kind of figure out what Eva's plan was. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, okay. And Travis was kind of like, well, remember there's like X amount of episodes. And I was like, I get that, but this is dragging on like story wise. It's dragging way too much for me. For Stargirl, it's kind of just like, okay, episode one, you showed us there's four lonely kids here. Clearly, these are going to be all your friends. Like, clearly, this is what's going to happen. Let's just get to it. Why do we have to do this whole... I'm really surprised they're building the whole JSA now and that we didn't just establish Stargirl for a season and kind of build her up as a character and learn about these kids and then make them part of the JSA next season. Like, I'm really surprised that they're full on JSA right away. Yeah. And that's, and I was actually kind of thinking that too. I was like, I thought, cause even Yolanda pointed, she was like, how long have you been doing this? She was like a week. Yeah. And I, she was like, why am I listening to you? And I was like, you, you know, we're asking the same questions. She hasn't even really been superheroing a week. Like she just went out and did some dumb shit, got a kid killed. 
And Pat was there to tell her it's okay. Pretty much. You woke up the ISA. Dude, that icicle, man, he is one cold, uh, no pun intended, but man, that just cold. M- murdered that kid, his his quote-unquote friend's son, no problem. Yo, I said that too. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, yo, that was pretty cold-blooded. Yeah, right? Like, no <laughs> pun intended, but no. All right, Mara. Um, there's a Facebook group for Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow. What is the Facebook group? It is facebook.com slash groups slash super flashy arrow of tomorrow. And what are other places on Facebook that we can find super flashy arrow of tomorrow or the creation conversation, which should be coming out tomorrow. Oh boy. Uh, on facebook.com slash creation world. And they can find me once a week, every week over at facebook.com. Slash group slash smacking it raw. There you go. Uh, you no guys, G. yes, no G, <laughs> smacking it raw. Um, you guys, of course, go check out Travis. Uh, he will be back, he is not gone forever. This is still his baby and his shit. We're just kind of here trying to make it work until he comes back. Um, and Twitter and Instagram at Sir Cusselot, that is at S I R underscore C U S S A L O T T. You guys can find me on Twitter because I don't do the Instagram. At Matt Ritter, this is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. You guys can find Mara on Twitter. And Instagram. At Mara the Shark. That's M-A-R-A-D-A-S-H-A-R-K. And you guys can find all of the audio forms of this podcast, the video, on both YouTube and Pornhub. And the places to find those are Linktree slash Creation World and Linktree, or um, no, just Linktree slash Creation World. I'm sorry. Smack it raw. I made a Linktree for just the audio stuff. But you guys can find the links to the Patreon, the merchandise, the YouTube, and the Pornhub at Linktree slash Creation World. Um, and then the Instagram and the Twitter for Creation World is The Creation World. So is that The Creation World, C-R-E-A-T-I-A. And as Travis always says, if you don't know how to spell world, go back to school. Yeah, pretty much. Anything else you want to plug, talk about? Uh, like I said, tomorrow, I mean, if you're listening to this, it'll probably be out by then, but uh, Creation Conversation should be available if you're hearing this. Uh, as long as nothing happens, we can record tomorrow. So you guys can look forward to that. And like I said, Friday night, again, live right here, we'll be smacking it raw. Um, I'm going to have the Get Your Podcast Boys on to cover for Travis with me. So that'll be fun. Um, you got anything, Mara? Nope, that's all for me. All right, well, for Mara the Shark Watkins, I am the Warden Matt Ritter. This is Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow, and this is the number one superhero podcast on Pornhub. Hat.